I'm Kate Daniels. We've had a wild 2023, a great deal of trauma that essentially has affected most of us. So it's ideal to have Darla Gale join us. Darla is a licensed marriage and family therapist who in 2018 worked with many survivors of the California campfire. The experiences are the essence of her new book, Sifting Through the Ashes, Finding Beauty, Peace, Love, and Strength Through Trauma. The stories can help us find healing and growth in our own life. Darla Gale, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Good morning. Thank you for having me today. Glad to be here. And I am glad that you're with us because who you are, the work that you do, your commitment to improving lives speaks so loudly at any time of the year. But I think particularly today, you know, here we are at the cusp of a new year and people kind of make these I, uh, New Year's resolutions type things. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that with the conversation we have, what you have to share with us will be really great insight and really a gift to look ahead to making our life just that much different improved better. And so for that reason, I'm, I'm glad that we're together this morning and able to talk about healing uh, traumas that have occurred in life and, um, you know, all, all of that along that pathway. That sounds wonderful. There's definitely a lot of trauma that's been out there. I think more so now than I've ever seen in my lifetime. And so I think learning how to heal from that and, you know, propel yourself forward in the new year is going to be very important. And the thing, as you say, the trauma, you're seeing more than you've ever seen. I think it surrounds us so much more. I mean, that in itself feels tragic, that that that's what we are living with. And so part of it um, in this awareness is finding a way to filter that. Would you say, Darla? Yeah, I think that there... You know, I think it's going to be a continuing thing moving forward, and it's going to be how we live with that, how we respond to that. But also, you know, if you've had trauma in the past, whether it's childhood trauma or you've experienced a a natural disaster, you know, like a fire, um, you know, or I know we don't have too many tornadoes on the West Coast, but, you know, any kind of disaster or crisis, it's important to be able to um, not let that take hold of your body. And to be able to move through that, I like to bring something up. Um, I call it victim, survivor, thriver. And, you know, what category are you in? And typically when you experience trauma, you become a victim to it, whatever that is. It's something that's happened to you that you didn't ask for. And so you can remain a victim. And that is just not doing anything about it stuffing it down, trauma stays with you until you do something about it. So it gets locked in your brain. So you can become a victim. And then I always guide my clients into becoming a survivor. And a survivor is, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to process through this. I'm going to get the help that I need. I'm going to get some tools. I'm going to start learning how to manage this and react healthy and appropriately to this. And then once they get to survivor mode, eventually you get to move into what we call a thriver. And that is where you take what you've learned from the trauma 
and you've made a bigger picture of it, and now you're helping others. I guess an example of this would be in California, they had a big campfire in 2018 that destroyed the entire community. Thousands of people lost their homes. They all were victims of that. And then they became survivors. They got the help. They went to counseling. They got some tools. And then now they've moved into, some of them have moved into Thriver, where they're now helping the fire survivors of Maui. So that's what I mean by Thriver or, you know, having a bigger vision for how can I help somebody go through what I went through and empower them. Does that make sense? Oh, completely. And to be a thriver doesn't eliminate what happened, but it was an experience and we're not letting it control the rest of our life and and really suck the life out of us. That is so true. You know, and that's that's a really good point that trauma can just um, eat you up. I, you've heard of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and how I liken it to is like a prison in your brain, that the sights, the sounds, the smells, memories of the event get locked in your brain, and it feels like you can't escape. But I tell people that, you know, it doesn't have to be a life sentence. And, you know, they're like, well, how, how do I get through this? And, you know, working with the campfire survivors, I wrote a book called Sifting Through the Ashes, Finding Beauty, Peace, Love, and Strength Through Trauma. And that was written to help trauma survivors provide a guide that um, would give mental health resources for hope, healing, to those who've experienced any type of trauma, you know, a crisis, um, a disaster, uh, it could even be um, intimate partner violence. That, that is traumatic in, in and of itself. And so I wanted to be able to give them the support and understanding and tools to cope with those symptoms and process their experiences. So I have a, a ton of tools in the book, Sifting Through the Ashes, that I've given to hopefully reach, you know, all the people that need it. That, that sometimes there's a stigma about counseling and going to see a therapist. And um, I understand that, you know, as a licensed therapist myself, I get that. And so that's part of the reason why I wanted to write the book is so that I could get the message out to those who didn't, you know, either can't afford to go to counseling or they just need the help and they just want to keep it private. They can just grab a copy of the book, read through it, and it has a ton of tools for them to, to heal from their trauma, whatever that is. And I'm glad that you say it that in that way, Darla, because uh, we acknowledge that we are different. There isn't like one size fits all here. And to identify the way that will work, maybe it is with reading the book. And I've certainly done a lot of reading and I find <laughs> a, a, a lot of information that way. And it's really helpful. And then I think it it helps us to grow. And then we're perhaps ready to speak to someone, whether in a group situation or one-on-one. There's just that growth and healing that is going on that's so critical to be aware of. Yeah. And everybody handles uh, trauma, like you said, very differently. And when somebody goes through something traumatic, that trauma gets locked in your brain and it doesn't go anywhere. It stays there. You may feel like oh, I'm doing fine, you know, I'm living my life. And then what could happen and what typically does happen is it could be six months later, it could be a year or two or even three years later where 
something comes up. So maybe you see something or you hear something and all of a sudden you're having a panic attack or, or you're feeling a ton of anxiety. That's because the trauma that got locked in your brain is still there. And so it lights up as if the original event is happening all over again. So that's what people will experience when they've gone through something if they haven't processed it. It's completely normal. Scary, but completely normal, if that makes sense. And that is in itself is really key to be aware of, to realize that that will naturally happen at some point and not feel that there's something therefore wrong with me or to feel really out of control and uh, dare I say it might even depending on the situation lead someone to feel suicidal oh for sure yeah and in fact I have a whole section in the book on suicidality and depression because it's such a such a big thing and I think isolation has a lot to do with that when you've gone through such a horrible experience it's easy to want to isolate and withdraw and repress emotion and so that then can lead to um, that suicidality that we talk about. And so I have a ton of uh, resources, not just coping tools, and I call them immediate symptom relief techniques. And I think that's really important. Trauma is something that takes a long time to process, but people go, okay, well, you know, I don't have years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what can I do now? And so there's things called immediate symptom relief techniques that I give. And a couple of those, you know, number one is, is breathing. So I tell uh, my clients that we have a built-in relaxation machine in our body, and it's our breath. And we wouldn't all be living right now without having, you know, the breath to, to help us sustain life. And so what I tell them is that by focusing on your breathing, and um, let me see if I can explain this. I know we're on uh, on an audio, (laughs) but if you put one hand on your upper chest and you put one hand on your diaphragm, on your tummy, and you just take a deep breath, you want to notice which hand moves. Does the one up top move or does the one on bottom move? Typically, it's going to be the one on top, and that's the, that's the inaccurate way to breathe because you're getting your breath constricted. And the idea is to breathe through your diaphragm so that all the air goes to all parts of your body and your blood vessels to give you that relaxation. So the breath really can and does help you to relax. So if you're having some anxiety, you're going to feel your heart rate go up, you're going to feel um, your your palms getting sweaty sometimes, you're going to feel some tightness in your chest. And if you just put your feet on the ground, put that one hand on your diaphragm and one hand on your chest and breathe out with that diaphragm, you're going to feel an immediate relaxation in your body because trauma is held in your body. So that's one of the ways that um, you can provide some immediate symptom relief to to those symptoms. And then there's a... um, what we call grounding, and I'm, I'm sure you have probably heard about that. And grounding is making sure that with trauma or uh, anxiety, we, we can dissociate, meaning we compartmentalize it and get outside of our body. And so it's a way to not have to feel. 
And so I have people put their feet on the ground and just name five things that they see in the room. So, okay, maybe I see my light and I see a, a flower pot on my desk and I see the paint on the wall. So you name five things you can see, four things you can feel. And so maybe you can feel um, your feet on the ground. Maybe you can feel the uh, the fabric of your shirt on your on your arms. Do you name four things you can feel, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. And that brings you back to the present because when you're in trauma and you're dissociating, you are not in the present. So those are a couple things you can do, and then I like to add in a safe, relaxing place. Our, our brain is so powerful. And so in order to um, relieve yourself from some of that anxiety or depression, I have people just kind of close their eyes and imagine a place that feels completely relaxing, calm, safe. Um, maybe it's a mountain stream. Maybe it's a beach. And so you create this visual in your mind that you can go to and notice all the sights that you see and, and maybe you can smell the salt of the air and you can see the ocean waves and you just create this beautiful picture in your mind. And so whenever you're experiencing um, a difficult time, you can just go to that place and just go, okay, I'm going to my safe, calm place and bring it right up. Your brain is going to hold on to that for life. So those are a few techniques that I use to um help people with their immediate um, symptom relief uh, for, for their pain that they're going through. And what you've given us, Darla, are three simple, really effective gifts that we can practice and use right now and continue building on that and use it whenever. And your book, though, is going to guide us and help us to hear, read about other people's stories and experiences yeah. and see how we relate, and that can help in our healing, too. Yeah, the, the book, so it's called Sifting Through the Ashes, Finding Beauty, Peace, Love, and Strength Through Trauma. Um, you can pick a copy up on Amazon. You can pick a copy up on the book website, which is siftingthroughtheashes.com. And how it's set up is, there's three parts to it. So um, the first part has the stories of actual survivors who barely escaped the campfire. And, and just because it's stories of a campfire doesn't mean it does, can't help somebody else who's been through like a mass shooting or childhood trauma or, um, you know, or something else that's been devastating in their life. The stories are just based on the campfire. So it starts with, you know, their actual stories written in their words. And then there's a part um, where it's called, it's the reflections. So it's questions about how are they doing and how did they manage all this? So they're, it's like an interview style. And then the third part of it is a clinician's corner. And this is where you can really get the, the meat of um, the mental health counseling. It's almost like having 50 counseling sessions in a book. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, Clinician's Corner covers all types of mental health issues. Um, I'll go through a couple of them. 
So we talked about the victim survivor thriver earlier. It's also going to cover um, relationships and isolation. It's going to cover post-traumatic stress disorder and uh, boundaries. How important are those moving into the new year, making sure you have solid boundaries and giving yourself, you know, permission. And then um, there's a part on self-esteem. There's a part on depression, on anxiety, on compassion fatigue, um, staying grounded, and somatic therapy. Um, I tell you that all trauma shows up in your body, so just kind of breathing through those areas in your body. Um, there's a section in that. And then complicated grief, which is a big part. I think most of the people that have read this have made a comment on that section that it's been super helpful because grief is just a part of life. And uh, grief can be traumatic. And so working through your grief in that section. Also, when you purchase the book, I have a website in the book that gives you access to over 30 mental health checklists, exercises, techniques, and resources. And so it's just a way to do a check-in with yourself. It'd be great, you know, coming into the new year. How am I doing with my anxiety? Then you take the anxiety checklist. How am I doing with my anger? How am I doing with my kindness and compassion or my resiliency? Um, how, how easy is it for me to bounce back? So that's a, a little extra that I put in the book when people purchase it because I want to provide as much help as possible and get as many people the help that they need. Another piece of this that I discovered uh, with your website is that the profits from the sales of the book go back into your work providing free counseling sessions to trauma survivors and first responders. Yeah, um, this is my first book I wrote, and um, I decided not to keep a penny from the profits of this book. And because I am the CEO and founder of Heartstrings Counseling, which is my nonprofit, I wanted to make sure that we had a way to provide free counseling sessions to trauma survivors and first responders. And so, yes, every um, penny of this book um, from all the sales will go into our crisis disaster counseling program and gives free sessions to the community. Um, I'm all about giving and giving back. And the only thing I want from this book is for people to get healing. Mm -hmm. And we need, we know the world itself, which is us. We need healing at, at varying degrees, but it's there that um, I, I have this kind of philosophical look that I feel if we each dealt with that, you know, what is the peaceful world we then create? Oh, that, that makes me have a big sigh <laughs> of, I wish we could just have that peace. But, you know, and even if the world can't all have that peace, I think the important um, aspect to look at is that you internally, each individual can find that peace, oh, yes. can find that healing. Absolutely. So, so critical. And, you know, we t kind of touched on it, but I think it, it bears repeating in terms of 
each of us has some sort of trauma in some way, and that it seems to just be ever more present. Uh, Just looking at the news, we see how many more violent situations exist, either the mass shootings or random drive-bys or carjackings. I mean, we can feel how it's a matter of living on edge. So we need to address that to heal that in ourselves. Yeah, and and I don't think that's, you know, I wish I could say that was going away, you know, sometime soon, um, but it's just popping up in so many places every day there's something new and uh you know i i think another another important part would be to not try to immerse yourself in in reading so much about it either but, but you do want to be a little bit hyper vigilant and, and and know your surroundings you do want to be safe so i um I'm always, you know, watching my surroundings as best that I can. And I hate that we have to live like this. But, uh, you know, being aware of your surroundings um, would be helpful. Not immersing yourself too much in the media because that could cause a lot of anxiety. I take it back to bringing the focus back to yourself and making sure you are caring for yourself that is so important during these times and moving into the new year. Um, you know, I know a lot of people like to make resolutions. Some people don't, but even if you just have that one resolution that will make a difference for you for this upcoming year of, um, you know, maybe I'm going to just spend 20 minutes just on me. You know, maybe that's once a week. That's good enough as long as you're bringing the attention back to yourself and caring for yourself. There's no greater gift, really. And and I think just making it manageable, if we're coming from a place of not having done it, to, to set aside 15 or 20 minutes uh, each day, maybe it has to start with every other day. However, but it's important to just make the commitment to begin, right, Darla? That's correct. And I, you know, also, Kate, I think that there's something that I use, which is a a pleasant activity list. And this is great to care for yourself. And so maybe finding something that uh, you're passionate about that you lost interest. Maybe it is reading books, or maybe it is crocheting, or maybe it's going for a walk out in nature. Finding those things that you used to do that you're no longer doing or that you currently enjoy and do a little bit more of that or try something that you've never tried before and see how that fits with you. All that can help you with caring for yourself coming into the new year as well. I uh, honed in on your mentioning crocheting, uh, which uh-huh. is <laughs> which is something I aspire to. But my mother was so great with with crocheting, and I noticed that it is something uh, that that is one of your favorite things to do, right? It it is, and I, I taught myself how to do it. And that's you know anybody can teach themselves to do anything. I think during uh, COVID we had a, an opportunity since we were all at home, right, to learn how to do things ourselves. So. The crocheting, it's just a way to, um, you know, learn something, and, and it doesn't matter if it turns out good or not. It's just doing something 
And it is very cool to see the beauty of what you created when you're done with it. <laughs> and uh, once you are, well, even during the learning process, I think there can be a form of of escape or just of of the different activity is really healthy for the brain to uh, uh, to expand, uh, to be more elastic. Yeah, and everybody likes to do something different. You know, we're all different. We all have different experiences and and different gifts. And so, uh, there, you know, inside the book, when you get to that website that has all those resources, I give a hundred pleasant activity um, lists, a list of a hundred things that they can do. Um, and that and that kind of jog your memory. You know, maybe people like puzzles. You know. Uh, maybe just listening to music is very soothing. You know, put put some earbuds in and put on um, some relaxing music or your your favorite type of music and go for a walk and enjoy nature. I think a lot of this um, working through trauma and um, what is happening in the world right now, just being very mindful of the present. Um, I think that's a good tip for people to to practice just being present in the moment it's so easy to go into the future in our brain and you know what if you know what if this happens and 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 you know what's going to happen now that causes anxiety and looking back into the past could cause depression but if you stay in the present you don't have either because you're enjoying just what's in front of you in that moment, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And you you shared with us the exercise earlier that that we can practice that. And I we don't need to do it again because this being a podcast, anyone can go back and listen again once, twice, ten times. But yeah. you have been so wonderful in gifting us in this way to give us the breathing exercise and then the awareness exercise to be in the moment. So uh, you're already giving us so much to work with, Darla. That's great. Yeah, my hope is that, uh, you know, people will find uh, just one thing that will help them you know, move through this, you know, into the new year that they can use with them on a daily basis that will just calm their mind, relax their body, um, you know. And I think also connections are really important uh, when, when we're talking about uh, events going on um, in the world and our trauma. Having solid connections and friendships and making sure that you're always reaching out to, um, well, I'll say family, but you know, as long as you have healthy family yes. <laughs> and you have good boundaries. So, you know, just connections and, and conversations, you know, are, are really important so that you don't isolate yourself. And prior to our recording this, we actually had a little conversation about that in terms of your birthday and what is a gift. And it it is that kind of thing, you know, the time and the kinds of things we do together versus stuff. One more Chotsky kind of thing to have to put somewhere, right? You know, we get get so uh, busy in our mind about do, do, do and go, go, go instead of just connect and just be 
and just spend that, uh, you know, things don't last forever, but you can have memories with your quality time with your loved ones and your friends and, and your connections. So I think that's really important. It also lifts your spirit up. Um, people are, encu- most people are encouraging, you know, you should, so spend some time with encouraging people that lift you up and make you feel good. Um, I think all of that's important. And I will say, though, it's always a good time to give a gift of healing. And I feel that with this book that you've written, Darla, Sifting Through the Ashes, and, and how it can it, it's a gift that keeps on giving in terms of the prophets helping others, that uh, it is definitely books I don't think are ever really a bad investment. Right, right. And I think also if, um, you know, somebody listening, you know, isn't really struggling with trauma, because not everybody does, I'm sure people know those who are. And it is a gift that you can give to somebody else who's uh, struggling with trauma. If you know a first responder, of course, we know they have a lot of trauma from what they see on a daily basis. So that would be helpful for them, too. So, you know, I'm sure if for the, the listeners here who um, want to find some kind of uh, comfort and, and relief, this will be very helpful for them. Um, it is a resource book with a ton of resources and education on the different types of symptoms that go along with trauma. Um, but again, those who are listening, if you know of somebody else who has trauma, um, it would be a great gift for them, you know, moving into the new year. So let us mention the website again, Darla. Sure. Um, you can get it at www.siftingthroughtheashes.com. Um, it is also available on Amazon, or you can get it at siftingthroughtheashes.com so great. Well, I have found this to be is, is such a healing conversation. I so mm-hmm. appreciate, Darla Gale, the work that you do. And thank you for writing the book and making that form available to all of us. You're welcome. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.